Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
So next song we want to talk about is Ruination Line. And this is an interesting song to me because it's a train song. And usually I think of the train of freedom, the train of the peace train, the the, the train of glory, the tra- you know, like trains taking you to a, a good place. And this is like, not that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not so much. Not so much. Yeah. Ruination line is, uh, it's one of our older tune. Well, it's actually the first one I brought to the band. I wrote this one after I was uh, turned down for health insurance for the second or third time because of a pre-existing condition that I had from a, a minor heart procedure I had in high school. And I couldn't get insurance because it was the pre-existing condition thing. And I wasn't in a particularly good place in my uh, musical career or, you know, in my feeling good about my health situation nor my financial situation. So this was kind of like just being frustrated with how things were going around me at the time. And, and you know, music is an outlet. And I hate to I'm just, you know keep bringing up all these negative things for my songs. It's like, more of a outlet for negative thoughts like that sometimes but maybe it's more cathartic to do it for when you're feeling down than when you're feeling high so yeah this one it refers to can't afford to pay in a doctor or no ambulance ride kind of referring to my insurance situation at the time so this was also when gas was super expensive and so there's a part in there about the corporate prison your freedoms for sale 155 a barrel, which is kind of what gas was at the time. It's not that now, but you know, so it's just kind of a reference on how I was feeling in the, in society at the time. And it wasn't in a, such a great place. And the train's going to take you to a ruination line, right? The train of society, if you will, is going to ruin you if it keeps going the way it's going. You know, this song and a lot of your songs, you've got this combination of fiddle, banjo, mandolin. How do you guys do that? Like sometimes you guys just all start together. It amazes me. And it's like this, and this blend of these different instruments and guitars. And like, if you've seen your videos, it's really amazing to watch all these uh, pickers playing different instruments in this combination that just like, do, do you write that? Or like, how does that come together? Well, I mean, the foundation of it was written by Bill Monroe, just putting those five instruments together in this unique form to create this driving rhythm with a syncopated banjo and the fiddle kind of rides on top of the rhythm and the guitar does a certain thing and the mandolin is the snare drum and the bass is the kick drum. You know, kind of you learn that when you're learning the beginnings of bluegrass and when you start playing bluegrass and jams and with other people, you kind of learn how to put that together. So then it's like you take those tools and you want to build something else with them and you learn to take those same instruments and create a different rhythm that maybe is a little more rock influenced or a little more, you know, emulates a different type of rhythm that you've heard somewhere else, but you kind of still know how those instruments work together. So you can figure out how to build it in this different way which is what we try to do. And it's a lot of time at rehearsals, you know, trying stuff that doesn't work. Maybe somebody, the banjo player, Jesse, will hear something that I don't hear, or vice versa. And like, we'll try to bring out this one lick that everybody's playing at this one time. Well, let's, why don't the fiddle and the mandolin play that, or fiddle and banjo play that at the same time? So it's just kind of 
like anything else, you get your training learning to play in a bluegrass band because it's an intricate dance in and of itself. And then you kind of take those tools and try to build something else. And that's kind of your, your foundation, if you will. So Phil, when and why did you start writing songs and did you start with bluegrass songs? And I guess was mandolin your first instrument? Uh, no, guitar was my first instrument. I was playing guitar coming up through high school and got a mandolin right about when I went to college and kind of started exploring through the Grateful Dead, David Grisman, and then Sam Bush, and then kind of got into older stuff, Bill Monroe from Sam Bush and Del McCurry. And then, you know, when I went and saw a bluegrass band live, the Del McCurry band, that was when I knew that I wanted to try to do that. I was just blown away by seeing the music live and just the energy it had with those five particular instruments doing their thing and, and this bigger sound that it created. And so that was kind of the first step was kind of knowing that the mandolin, being drawn to the mandolin and just the rhythmic sense of the mandolin, I was just kind of, I wanted to be a part of that. So then I was kind of also at the same time going through a particularly rough breakup and was having my heart broken and started writing songs about it because that's, that's how you deal with it. And, and once you've had that happen, you hear music in a whole new way and hear songs in a whole new light. And I kind of found that it was fun to start with bluegrass tunes more maybe more traditional songs because they were a little bit easier to write it's three verses in a chorus and particularly short verses a lot of the times and you could kind of make it work in that bluegrass context and then i just kept challenging myself to write more intricate lyrics or, or kind of keep pushing myself lyrically and melodically and kind of developed over time keep trying to do something new and something different it's kind of led me to where i am now so it was a breakup with a girl. I guess you got dumped. Oh, yeah. Not to make you feel bad on the, on the backstory <laughs> song, but you turned that into a muse that said, I got to write a song to make myself feel better. Exactly. And did that work? No, but it led for some good thoughts. <laughs> you didn't feel better after you wrote the song? Not immediately. It is a release of some things you may or may not be feeling or feel like you need to say. And so, yeah, it's good in the moment. That's your muse. That's your tool more, I would say. It's just that feeling that, you know, you never forget it. Not to say that you don't get over it, but you can tap back into it when you're trying to write a song that you want people to relate to on that level. I know every song is different, but how do you know when a song is done? I mean, a song is never really done. I could keep working on any number of these tunes, but at a certain point, it feels complete enough to where you, that it can be the statement that you're trying to make. Okay. The best way to do it is like when I can read through a song and don't cringe at any particular line, I'm fine with putting it out there because I hold myself to a pretty high standard. I feel, I feel like if it's something that I'm not cringing about, or if I feel good about it, then I'm ready to, to give it to the world. So is it ever really done? I don't know, but it's done enough. We'll say. <laughs> Do you test them and change them in front of audiences? You know, play it, iterate, play it, iterate, or? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I change small, maybe arrangement ideas or maybe a lyric or two, a word or two, if it's not singing very well, if it's hard to sing it, the harmonies are a challenge. Maybe we'll change the key, but 
you know, for the most part, I, I would say we don't we don't alter it too much based on our live performance. It's mostly like we'll add maybe another couple breaks if we want to extend the song for people dancing or whatnot. Tell me how the harmonies come together. I, I imagine you don't write the harmonies, or do you write the other parts, or do they just sort of naturally happen for you guys in your songs? It comes pretty natural to us at this point. Again, jumping back to the bluegrass as the building blocks, that's kind of a hallmark of the bluegrass sound is that it takes into account the the gospel influences of vocal quartets and trios and duets. And so there's kind of this standard that the lead is going to be here on the near the root, and then the tenor will be a third above that. And then the baritone will be the fifth, but it'll be below. And then, so we kind of know that framework, but then we've kind of found that you don't want to put harmony over the whole thing. You got to pick and choose your spots about a particular note in a chorus that holds out for a certain amount of time. So you find pick and choose your spots, but yeah, again, it's just based on that, the bluegrass framework that we all are so familiar with within the band. Wow. It's like instinct for you guys. It really is. It doesn't take us long to figure it out. We're in tune to what our capabilities are and to what will sound right for us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.